Hi, and welcome back to Season 2 of the Big Book of New Testament Questions and Answers podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Kramer, and I'll be continuing our discussion on the Book of Romans. This New Testament epistle, or letter, was written by the Apostle Paul, one of the most outspoken followers of Christ. Let's pick up where we left off. Romans 11, verses 1 through 7. I ask then, has God rejected his people? By no means, for I myself am an Israelite, a descendant of Abraham, a member of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not rejected his people whom he foreknew. Do you not know what the scripture says of Elijah, how he appeals to God against Israel? Lord, they have killed your prophets, they have demolished your altars, and I alone am left, and they seek my life. But what is God's reply to him? I have kept for myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to Baal. So, too, at the present time, there is a remnant, chosen by grace. But if it is by grace, it is no longer on the basis of works. Otherwise, grace would no longer be grace. What then? Israel failed to obtain what it was seeking. The elect obtained it, but the rest were hardened. The question is, why does God continue to love and save Israel even when they continue to disobey? The answer is, If God ever stopped loving and saving those who disobey, who could be saved? See Genesis chapter 6, Isaiah chapter 64, Matthew chapter 19, Luke chapter 15, and Romans chapter 5. Whether God's love saves someone in the end is a matter of the greatest concern. Luke 13 verse 34. See also the whole book of Hebrews, especially chapter 2 verses 1 through 3. Romans chapter 11 verse 11. So I ask, Did they stumble in order that they might fall? By no means. Rather, through their trespass, salvation has come to the Gentiles, so as to make Israel jealous. The question is, did God want the Jews to be envious of the Gentiles? The answer is, that is exactly what Paul is saying. Sometimes you can get a person to change his or her mind or disposition towards something by giving it to someone else. Sometimes an unappreciative boyfriend or girlfriend will realize what could be lost when his or her beloved is pursued by someone else. The Jews expected privileges from God even while they despised him and his love. God's gracious love for the Gentiles was intended to snap Israel out of its contrary disposition. The book of Jonah is entirely about this method of God for dealing with the problem of Israel's lack of obedience. Romans chapter 11, verses 16 through 24. If the dough offered as first fruits is holy, so is the whole lump. And if the root is holy, so are the branches. But if some of the branches were broken off, and you, although a wild olive shoot, were grafted in among the others, and now share in the nourishing root of the olive tree, do not be arrogant toward the branches. If you are, remember it is not you who support the root, but the root that supports you. Then you will say, branches were broken off so that I might be grafted in. That is true. They were broken off because of their unbelief. But you stand fast through faith. So do not become proud, but fear. For if God did not spare the natural branches, neither will he spare you. Note then the kindness and the severity of God. Severity toward those who have fallen, but God's kindness to you, provided you continue in his kindness. Otherwise, you too will be cut off. And even they, if they do not continue in their unbelief, will be grafted in, for God has the power to graft them in again. For if you were cut from what is by nature a wild olive tree and grafted, contrary to nature, into a cultivated olive tree, 
how much more will these, the natural branches, be grafted back into their own olive tree? The question is, what is the significance of the dough offered as first fruits? Is there a connection here to the tree of life in Revelation? The answer is, many places in Paul's letter to the Romans reveal that he was trying to improve relationships between Jewish and Gentile Christians, chapter 2, verses 1 and 17. Paul has made it clear that both Jews and Gentiles are made of fallen human nature and are equally condemned under the law, chapter 3, verses 9 through 20, and chapter 5, verses 6 through 11. Now, Paul is reminding the Gentiles that there was a value or benefit that God gave the Jews, even if many of them despised it, chapter 3, verses 1 through 2, and chapter 11, verses 1 through 6. Next, remember to distinguish between the physical descendants of Abraham and the spiritual descendants, chapter 2, verses 28 through 29, and Galatians chapter 4, verses 21 through 31. Also remember that the term translated holy means to be set apart rather than without sin. Paul is therefore saying that the word of God is the leaven in the dough and the seed from which the tree has grown. The word of God is what has produced faithful descendants of Abraham, and these have passed on that word of God so that it would work faith among the Gentiles. 2 Kings 5 verses 1 through 3. Thus the same word of God that generated and regenerated the children of Israel would work the same regeneration for the Gentiles. As the first lump of dough is leavened by the yeast, so will all the rest of the dough be leavened. As the roots of a tree are faithful, so will the branches that grow from those roots. See Matthew chapter 7 and John chapters 1 and 3. The tree of life, mentioned in Genesis and in Revelation, is the word of God, the fountain and source of all life. See Genesis chapters 2 and 3, John chapters 1, 4, and 6, and Revelation chapters 2 and 22. Romans chapter 11, verse 21. For if God did not spare the natural branches, neither will he spare you. The question is, is it biblical to anticipate future unknown hardships that will keep us from being too content where we are, i.e., things are going really well now, I have a feeling something bad will happen soon? The answer is, I'm not sure there is such a thing as being too content, but our human nature is very much prone to selfish materialism, entitlement thinking, and complacency. Like the seasons and the Sabbath, God provides times of challenge and times of rest. See Genesis chapter 2, Deuteronomy chapter 5, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, and Mark chapter 6. Knowing that our human nature and our regenerate soul are contrary to each other makes it important to remember that the comfort our bodies crave and the discomfort they fear may be the very best circumstance for us as faithful people. See 2 Corinthians chapters 4, 5, and 12. During times of rest and blessings, Christians appreciate God's generosity and kindness. During times of challenge, Christians appreciate God's diligence in drawing us near to Him and training us in the ways of everlasting life. See Hebrews chapter 12 and 1 Peter chapter 1. This perspective makes sense of Paul's command that we give thanks to God at all times. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 18. Romans chapter 11 verses 28 through 32. As regards the gospel, they are enemies for your sake. But as regards election, they are beloved for the sake of their forefathers. For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. For just as you were at one time disobedient to God, but now have received mercy because of their disobedience, 
so they too have now been disobedient, in order that, by the mercy shown to you, they also may now receive mercy. For God has consigned all to disobedience, that he may have mercy on all. The question is, do these verses indicate that people who do not believe in the gospel will be saved? The answer is, it's impossible to be saved without faith, since dishonesty about dependence on God leaves a person to contend for his own life under the law while despising the grace of God in Christ. See Luke chapter 18, Romans chapter 14, and Hebrews chapters 6 and 11. The disobedience of Israel, recorded in biblical history, demonstrates the miserable condition of human nature and our absolute dependence on God's grace. God's rejection of the physical people of Israel as a just response to their rejection of Him meant that the ministry of the gospel would turn to the Gentiles. See Luke chapter 14 and Acts chapters 18 and 28. How else would our enemies or the enemies of God have hope unless we loved them? And how could we be saved unless God loved us while we were still His enemies? Luke 23 verse 34 and Romans 5 verses 6 through 11. Thus, Jesus commanded us to love our enemies. Luke 6, verses 22 and 27 through 36. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Big Book of New Testament Questions and Answers podcast. I hope you've enjoyed the questions and answers we've been discussing today. For more helpful tools and a free Bible study guide, visit cph.org. Join me next week as we continue exploring the Book of Romans.